winning Wednesday with Dr. Hancock, how to win even in your broken season. Just know that you can win. Um, one of the things I think that what happens is uh, we just get, we get dumbfounded when the enemy uses anybody or people that are really close to us and it kind of throws us off our game because of who the enemy actually used when our confidence should be only in God anyway. So if it's any anybody else, then our confidence would be in that God would use that person for his glory and for our good. But again, with your spiritual eyes open, you won't be surprised. Now, sometimes the enemy going to get in and do an uppercut. <laughs> he is. He is. But understand that you can still win. And understand what does the word say? Trials come to make us strong. It lets us know what area we need to improve in. It lets us know how um, our relationship with God Again, people are our weakness in our strength, you know, so again, understand, don't beat yourself up because the enemy has snuck in through someone that you didn't anticipate him sneaking in through. Just know that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. Those who are the called according to his purpose, they don't really matter. It's going to work for his glory and for your good. And if you look at it like that, and if you search the word about it like that, it won't matter at all. How to win in your broken season. Broken means having to give up all hope. All of us have been in that position one time or another. And my mama used to say, well, if you have not, just keep living. And I promise you, you're going to have a situation where it feels like, all hope is gone. Lord, I can't get past this one, but I'm here today to let you know you can. Um, and then when we're talking about a season, we're talking about a particular time in our life, a particular time. And keep in mind that we have to keep our ears and our knees bent because the enemy really hoping that we do not, we do not allow God to use us in our broken season. And until we become a little bit more mature in Christ, that's exactly what happened. We pull back, we, we push back and we don't do like we normally do. When we first got saved, the enemy snap at us, we snap back. You know, now you a little bit more seasoned and you feel like, well, man, maybe I shouldn't have done that. No, you should have done that plus. And now release your angels. If you release your angels to go before you, the enemy already don't have a chance, but he really don't have a chance. Okay. James one, two through four. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have a perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Now, let me go back to that because the word tell us, Count it all joy. In other words, look at it the way God has designed it. And if we look at it the way God has designed it, still giving him praise. Yeah, accept that. Yeah, they did a basket on you, but accept that. Again, this is about more dialogue and dialect with the Holy Spirit and just really getting in the presence of God. And if we would do that, y'all, it doesn't matter. He's our father. And of course, he's going after we repent. The word said, Godly repentance bringeth about a change. And as we repent, we're the king kids. So we can go to our father and we can stand before him naked and unashamed because of the blood of Jesus. Okay. So understand the purpose of going through. When we say purpose, purpose means an intention or an objective. We just heard that 
The word says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. But then the word also tells us that there is no temptation taken man, but such as is common to man. But God who is faithful will provide a way of escape. So everything you need is in the word. It is truly in the word. It's just that we got to get used to take this body and bring it under subjection and go before God and just give it to him. I Listen, my motto is naked and unashamed. And I'm going to share with him how I feel because I know he can take that and help me with that. It's me trying to act like I'm not feeling the way I'm feeling that he can't, he can't do anything with it because I won't come naked and unashamed before him. Okay. So why do trials come? When we talk about John 15 and two, we talked about it earlier. What does trials come to do? Trials come to make us strong. In other words, to test us, to try us, our faith in God. And just know that as the trials come and when we look at them through the spirit and through the word of God, then they do tend to make us uh, stronger. And we tend not to stay where we normally would stay for a longer period of time. Um, John 15 and two says, every branch in me that beareth fruit, beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he pruneth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So in other words, you guys, in order for your faith to grow from moment to moment, then we have to go through. But if you understand what's the purpose of going through, and if you understand that the enemy is going to use whoever and whatever he can, then it changes the way we look at things. Our spiritual eyes are now open. Our antennas are now, they're, they're beaming. And now we understand, okay, God, this don't feel good, but I know you're using this for your glory and for my good. Who, we, who, who are we? We're the king kids. We are king kids. We are the king kids. So the word tells us that we are royal priesthood, a peculiar people. So if you know who you are and you know whose you are, then again, the way you look at the situation and the way you see it will actually make a world of difference in how you get through. In other words, you won't spend so much time beating yourself up because you know we all live in this, this flesh, but you will recognize that, okay, your Lord, what are you trying to teach me in this season? What are you trying to teach me? Because obviously everything that we go through, God is trying to show us something about us or he's trying to teach us something. No, he does not bring none of the bad stuff, but he will use it for his glory and for our good. So when you begin to recognize that and continue to praise God, when you begin to recognize that and still give him praise, when you stay in the spirit, the word says you can be angry. Just don't sin when you angry. In other words, don't damn everybody to hell. Don't, don't curse everybody. You just have to know and bring it to the father so that he can know where you are. He says, confess our faults one to another, confess them. And even the more, when we come before our father, our King and Jesus, the advocate who has already paid the price for our sins. Second Corinthians one, three through four says, blessed be God, even the father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and the God of comfort who comforts us in all our tribulations that we may be able to comfort them, which are in trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are confident of God. In other words, when God puts stuff in us and he helps us, then our job is to help our brothers and our sisters. Everybody's not in the same spot, but please don't think and be so foolish to think that God only did it. He helped you so that you can help yourself. No, he helped you so you can help your brothers and your sisters. Listen, naked and unashamed, 
Confess where you are. God can take it. Whatever it is. I promise you, he already know anyway. It's not like you hiding anything from him. You're not hiding anything. And if you take everything and put it under the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus still works. The blood of Jesus will deliver. It will set free. It will change a situation. It will change a circumstance. It will put money in your bank. It will put food on your table. God, the heart of the king is in God's hand. And God said he would do with it whatsoever he would. Listen, let me tell you something. So when you're going through, keep your praise strong, keep your prayer strong, keep your worship strong and be led by the spirit because the word of God tells us that those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So you are not your situation, even though you may be feeling some type of way, but that's not your spirit. That's not your spirit, man. Listen, put that natural man under subjection and get into the spirit and let the Holy Spirit really minister to you about your situation. And when you do that, you see that, listen, and sometimes it might even look like, okay, you know what? They won this one, whoever it is, the enemy won this one, but really, nope, he didn't. (laughs) He didn't win. He didn't win at all. He didn't win at all because you got something better coming. Romans 8 and 18 says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Listen, he's already done it. It's already done. All we have to do is walk it out. It doesn't matter what your eye gate tell you. It doesn't matter what your ear gate let you hear. It matters what comes out of your mouth gate. What do you believe? Whose report do you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. And when you decide to believe the report of the Lord, I'm telling you, it changes everything. In other words, you might not know how it's going to work. You might not know how it's going to do it, how God's going to do it. You are confident though that he's doing it. And yes, he is doing it and he's doing it well. Um, James 1 and 12 says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Blessed are those who remain steadfast. In other words, you recognize where you are. You know what's going on. And understand that at all times, the spirit and the body is fighting against one another to see who's going to win. So when you fast, that's why we fast to bring it, bring this thing up under subjection, bring this flesh up under subjection, and it changes everything. So again, when you're going through, oh, Snap back with your praise, snap back with your prayer, snap back with your worship. And more importantly, and or just as importantly, find a man or woman of God that is on God's side, that is going to give you the word of truth and is going to help you in your time of need. I'm telling you, if you do those things and make sure your praise don't go lacking, make sure your prayer life, it changes for the better and make sure your worship, it doesn't change because my husband did this. My kids did this. My friend did this. My job did this. I'm telling you, it will change your life. Consistency will change your life in God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that when we ask anything according to his will, which is his word, he hear us. And if we know that he hear us, you can finish it for me. Yes, we know that our petition is granted. Yes, this is Dr. Hancock. We need you to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Real talk.